I'm so glad to see you all. I'm glad that you're here. Bless you. In the rain, great. <laughs> it's a good day. Hey, uh, we have some brochures out there. I a lot of y'all have heard us talk time and time again about HAPN. It's a Heartland Apostolic Prayer Network that we're a part of in Oklahoma City. Well, they also then each state um, has representatives, and my mom and dad have been a part of that for years, and it's called the. Oklahoma Apostolic Prayer Network, and uh, David and Judy are part of that, Debbie and some of us, and anyway, they are having a Northeast gathering this coming Friday in Bartlesville, and um, I would just encourage you all, if any of y'all would like to go, there's some brochures out there that gives the information. It's going to be at uh, Humble Road Church, and some of you guys will remember them, Humble Road, the guys came down when Garland was here for the men's, um, it's kind of a biker church, but they're hosting us, and uh, you don't have to be a biker to go, thank goodness, but um, Happy Hill Church from Ramona, they're going to be uh, doing the praise and worship, Miong Hubbard, you all know Miong, our friend from Bartlesville, she's one of the hosts, and so it's just going to be a time of praise and worship, and It'll be a really, it'll be a good time for Northeast Oklahoma, so it'll be this Friday night um, at 7 in Bartlesville, so I just wanted to invite you all to that, um, and I also want to mention that next Sunday that we're going to have a guest, um, Steve Youngblood's going to be here for our morning service, so I wanted to um, mention that, invite you all to come and be sure and be here to hear him, it'll be a good time and see what he has to say over ascension and over sky so i also wanted to mention that wednesday night uh, debbie will be teaching and um, also john is going to be starting um, with the youth and i'm excited that you know we've had kind of a time when we haven't had anybody teaching and so I'm excited that he stepped up and John we bless you and I, I just really thank you so much for um, hey our kids are worth pouring into and um, I appreciate you being willing to do that and so if you have um, somebody that fits that be here at seven and they can go hang out with John and I'm sure it'll be an exciting time so that's right, see? Anyway, well, uh, we're going to ask the ushers to come, and we're going to go ahead and receive the offering. And I encourage you to um, give your tithes and your offerings, but I pray that you brought a special offering today because not only uh, you know, it's Pentecost, it's um, also considered harvest time. And to receive a harvest, you got to sow in. you got to sow in. It wanted to cut out. It ain't cutting out on this. you got to sow in to the harvest. So I pray that you'll give a special offering into this because I believe the Lord wants to bless it. And um, he's going to pour out a harvest on us. The Lord has been speaking to me a lot about the revival that is coming this fall and what he's wanting to do and pour out over the barn this year. And I know that it's going to be a great time. And I, And that's always a harvest time. But um, today is a harvest time. Um, guys, come up, and we're just going to have a march offering, if you will. So will y'all just stand? Lord, we thank you that we can give in. We can give 
our tithes, we can give our offerings, but we come also giving a special offering this morning. We are sowing into your harvest, into Pentecost, Lord, and we give expecting back, demanding back. Lord, we thank you, God, that your word says if we sow, we reap. So, Lord, we're, we thank you that we're going to reap back a hundredfold. And, Lord, we just bless you this morning and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come and bring your offerings. You can shake hands with somebody. We got some guests here. Well, good morning. I'm glad you're here. Aren't we glad it's a nice rainy morning? It rained the first Pentecost. It's coming. As you believe, so shall it be done unto you. Being saved will get you to heaven. Being filled with the Spirit and making Jesus Lord, you can receive what the Word of God promises you. But so much of the church world, we're saved, but we never get into what God has for us. There's really not much difference in looking at a life that's saved, but doesn't let Jesus be Lord as just somebody out of the world. I challenge you this day, consider what God wants to do in your life. Dixie and I have been working on this for a while. She's been working on it all of our married life. I've been working on it the last 50, 60 years. So there's hope for all you guys. But it's all about Jesus and the cross. Listen, tell your neighbor it's not about them. It's about Him. It's about Him. Thank you. Shavat, Pentecost. We're going to celebrate it. 
Romans 14, 17 says, The kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking, but it's in righteousness, peace, and the Holy Spirit. So it's in the Holy Spirit. Shabbat. We're going to celebrate Him today. We ought to celebrate Him every day, don't we? Lord, I just bless you. Leah, put up that chart, would you? There's seven feasts, but we look at them in three different categories. You know, at Passover, Passover, the children of Israel got saved. That's when they came out. But on unleavened bread, they celebrated coming out in the first fruits they come out on Sunday morning out of the Red Sea. Just like Jesus Christ came out of the grave on that Sunday. Then 50 days later, Pentecost means 50. And I've got a scripture for that. But um, Pentecost is a special time. Then the fall feast or trumpets, atonement, and tabernacles. And in that time... <clears throat> was when Jesus was born. That's when it's really anticipated He'll come back. He was probably conceived at Hanukkah. So there's something always in these feasts, and Jesus attended the feast. And if you're like me, you didn't grow up hearing about the feast. And it's not to put you under the law, but to make you understand how the law works with grace. You don't understand grace if you don't understand law. Praise God, we're saved by grace or most of us wouldn't be here. They would already stone me somewhere. Not the kind you're thinking about, but it was rocks I'm talking about. Exodus uh, 23:14 says, Three times a year you shall celebrate the feast of me. And these are perpetual. Three times a year all your males shall appear before the Lord God. You remember when Hannah got the was at a feast and she prayed for Samuel to come. Then it said her husband went and she stayed home till that boy got old enough to go. So uh, they're, they're important. Lord, give us all more revelation of it. It's in the month of Savan, Leviticus 23, 15. It says, you shall count for yourselves from the day after Pentecost, in other words, the Sabbath, from that day when you brought in the sheaves of the wave offering, there shall be seven complete Sabbaths. You shall count 50 days to the day after the seventh Sabbath, then you shall present a new grain offering to the Lord. They talked about bringing their sheaves. Passover, they celebrated the barley harvest. If you were just living off your crops, when that first, when I was a kid, they used to, what they call, shock the grain. They would cut it, and they would tie it in bundles around, and they'd stack them in the fields. They'd be standing up. And then they would bring them to a thrashing machine or something to thrash. Of course, in this biblical days, they were doing it all by hand. But as a where we get the first fruit offering, 
If your life depended on that harvest, you'd bring a few of those and you'd wave them to the Lord. Thank you. We've got food for my table and my family. So that's kind of what first fruits are part of again. But at Pentecost, the wheat was ripe. So they've already had the barley, now they've got the wheat. So they were waving their offerings. They were thanking God that he had provided for them. So that, that's a part of uh, what these mean. They're 50 days uh, apart, but it's by God's design. In the first Pentecost, and I debated best how much of this to go into this morning because it's like every vocation and the Bible is an inexhaustible study. The more seemingly you know about something, the more there is to know about it. But the first Pentecost was on Mount Sinai. They had arrived there out of Egypt 50 days later. And that's where God, Moses went up and spent 40 days with the Lord. You remember? Spent that time with the Lord. Got the Ten Commandments. And, uh, you know, he heard this great disturbance. Joshua said, I believe there's war. He said, no, that doesn't sound like war. It sounds like a party. And you know that uh, they said, we don't know. We don't believe Moses is coming back. We need a God we can see. Listen, you don't need a God you can see. So many just look in the mirror and think they're looking at one. We need to look at King Jesus, don't we? And they made the golden calf. And of course, you know, Moses come down through the tablets down and they broke and he ground that golden calf up and put it in the only drinking water they had. Said, now just have you some of this. But you know, they had started, they were just having him an orgy. They were doing whatever they wanted to do. And that's where Moses told them, said, Okay, it's on God's side. Put your swords on. Just go wipe out everybody that doesn't want to live right. And 3,000 died that day. That's the first Pentecost. We talked about the rain a while ago. You know, <clears throat> the Lord told Moses, you can come up, but don't let anybody else even touch this mountain, even an animal, when I'm here. Lightning, thunder, roaring. So the people were so afraid. They said, Moses, you just hear from God and you talk to us. We don't want to hear from him. And we've really taken that up. Because you can say, well, now that's just what Brother Gerald believes. But if God tells you, you've got to do something with it. Well, that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. I'm dependent on Him. He can speak to us all about different things. First Pentecost, 3,000 died. Because God came down. We want God to come down. Do we want a shaking like that? Well, I want one like that in the government of every nation that's corrupt. He wants one in his church to be cleansed. 
I'm telling you, there's a work going on in the church. And there's some things going to be exposed that will surprise you one of these days. We just bless you, Lord, and we just thank you. They would celebrate. They'd have two loaves of bread representing wheat harvest. If I had some butter knife, Alan, I'd cut them here. They'd read Psalms. They'd read uh, from the book of Ruth. You know why they'd read from the book of Ruth? Because Ruth was not Jewish. And yet she married in. She married, remember, Boaz? They, they made two loaves. One for the Jews, one for the Gentiles. Aren't we glad we Gentiles got included? And Ruth, Rahab, the harlot, their lineage is listed in the lineage of our Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, we got a lot to be thankful for. We've got a good God. He's got a plan. He's got a purpose. And I challenge you. He wants us all to get in on it. I told you last week, it's just like Christmas. It's there under the tree, for, but you can go get it any time. Listen, he went to a tree. They called it a cross. You got to go back to the cross. You've got a cross is what? It's not a crazy. It's a place of life, but it's a place of death first. You've got to die to have life. You've got to come to Christ to have life. He is a God of. He's a God of its. Of its. It's got to be more than this to the Christian life. I read a story this week of a lady. It's prominent in the horse and cattle business her husband i knew him when i first started judging he was in the youth and he was a, a great hand he became a great cowboy they married later had a couple kids and then one day he rides over in the back of the pasture he wrote his mom a letter said i had a good meal and took his own life i mean somebody i don't know how old he was probably less than 40 Looked like he had everything going on. But you know, there's a lot of Christians that don't have really any hope. Isn't there more to life than this? Let me tell you, that I'm offering you that life. No, God's offering you that life. And that's why I said it takes more than being saved. Saves the easy part. God paid the price. But if you want to be his disciple, he said, if you want to be my disciple, take up your cross, just come follow me. Well, I said, Lord, I want to, I want to follow you. Where are we going? He said, no, if you want to follow me, you don't ask me any questions. You just follow me. Oh, that's kind of a separator, it seems like. But that's true. Who are we going to follow? Boy, that all looks good over there. Oh, but I remember the, the hurts and the pains and the things I have to repent of and try to get over. Why would I want to go back? It says the dog eats its vomit. 
See, there's more to this. Why did the disciples do what they did? Just because they followed the Lord. They were filled with His Spirit, and everything that was available to them is available to you and I today. Amen? My only problem's me. See, we just have to battle those. On Mount Sinai, they got the Ten Commandments, but the Lord came down, the fire, the lightning. Then Jeremiah wrote, he said, eventually there will be a new covenant and I'll put my law on their hearts and within them. Angie alluded to that earlier. Then when you get to the New Testament, in John 12, 23 and 24, this is what Jesus said. Answering them, saying, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls in the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. We've talked about wheat, we've talked about barley, but it starts with just a grain. But a lot comes up. One grain, a stalk of corn, with all the ears on it. Jesus was the first fruit. And we're the harvest, those that believe in Him. We're, he said, the things I do, you can do, and even greater things. That's a rebuke to me. I'm not doing all the things He did. I, I'm crying out to, to Him for understanding and revelation in those things. I want to do those things. But I, I believe the Spirit of God is here. I believe the presence of God is here to liberate us, to free us, to set us free from anything that the world has put on you. And there's nothing you've done that you can't be forgiven of. I remember T.D. Hall talking about it. About a lady that met with him after a service and another man, and she said, I, I just can't say what I've done. And it was immaterial if it was a man or woman. And she finally said, I've sold my body. He said, 1 John 1, 9 says, Whoever confesses their sin, ask for forgiveness. They're forgiven. All their sins are forgiven. Whatever's back there. And listen, even if you're a Christian, some of those things haunt you. You've got to get past that. You've got to get your eyes so focused on Jesus that when the enemy brings that old past up, you just look past it and say, but I remember the cross and the blood of Jesus Christ that liberated me. See, <clears throat> Christianity is not, okay, I got saved, now what's next? And forget about the cross. There's always a time to come back and repent. Dwight L. <clears throat> Moody was a great evangelist. But he got saved. He was in a church. They wanted Sunday school teachers, just like we need some teachers. He said, I'll teach. He said, okay. He said, well, where's my class? He said, well, you've got to find a place around here for it. 
He said, Where, where's the boys I'm going to teach? No, we don't have a group. You're going to have to go find them. John, that's about where you're at in this. You know, and he became, he started with that and he, did, he evangelized the world. Talking about the Holy Spirit. He would continually pray, Rob, every day. Lord, I want a fresh feeling of the Holy Spirit. They said, why do you say you need a fresh feeling every day? He said, because I leak. Why did Jesus wash the disciples' feet? And Peter said, I need a bath, Lord. He said, no, you've, been, you've got this. you just got a little dirt on you. Let me just wash your feet. Let me just clean you up. Lord, just clean us up. Have your way, Lord. I promise you, God has got more for every one of us. The eye hadn't seen, the ear hadn't heard. The things, David, he's got for you. He's got them for us. But he said, it's up to, said the kings have to search out the things. That's us. We have to search out. Lord, what are you really saying in that? I mean, Lord, we've been to church and been to church. We're like the dollar. The dollar and the hundred dollar bill had a conversation. Hundred dollar bill said, I've been to Riviera, I've been Paris, I've been here, I've been there. Ask a dollar, where have you been? He said, I've been to church, I've been to church, I've been to church. Lord, I thank you for the hundreds and the dollars. That's bad. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. The grain of wheat falls in the ground and dies. But it's the same way when we die to this old life. Then the new life can come. His life in us. Not I, but Christ. Another thing I think we get twisted up. John the Baptist said, he must increase, I must decrease. And we can say that if you think you're above the Lord, obviously you need to decrease. But John was really talking about when you think about that Old Testament theology. And we still need the law. We still need the word. But Jesus needs to increase. In all of us. He is still the way. He's still the truth. He's still the life. Look at uh, Luke chapter 24. We'll start with verse 46. <clears throat> Jesus speaking, Thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise again from the dead on the third day. And the repentance for forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in his name. To all the nations beginning from Jerusalem, you are witness of these things. And behold, I'm sending forth the promise of my Father upon you. But you're to stay in the city until you're clothed with power from on high. So he's prophesying what would happen. That he'd be raised from the dead. He would suffer, be raised from the dead. That through repentance, 
and receiving a forgiveness of sins, then he said, wait for the promise. Well, we don't have to wait for the promise because the Holy Spirit has come. The Holy Spirit was around then, but he didn't minister like he ministers today because Jesus said, when I go to the Father, I'll send the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit couldn't come until after Jesus, death, burial, resurrected. And you know, he ministered to the disciples. He appeared a lot of places for the next 40 days. Then there's about 10 days he wasn't heard from. And then uh, there's a prayer meeting in the upper room. And that's in Acts chapter 1. <clears throat> I want to start with verse 4. Gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which he said, You heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they were asking him, saying, Lord, is it at this time you're restoring the kingdom to Israel. And he said to them, Is it not for you to know the times or epochs which the Father has fixed by his own authority? But you will receive power. Say, you will receive power. Say, you will receive power. You're going to receive more power than that when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and even the remotest parts of the earth. Well then in chapter 2 you know they're talking about they were in the upper room there but I, I believe it changed then to the next chapter. I believe they're in, in the temple. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly they came from heaven, a noise like a violent rushing wind. You know, the first Pentecost there was a violent rushing wind and thunder and lightning. And it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire distributing themselves and they rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were Jews living in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven. See, they were there to celebrate Shabbat for Pentecost. And they were bewildered because each one of them was hearing them speak in his own language. They were amazed and astonished, saying, Why are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we each hear them in our own language to which we were born? They said, They're drunk. They're drunk. But Peter shows up. And of course, he's there. 
And he gets up. And Peter, who denied the Lord how many times? Three just in that one setting. I won't ask how many times we've denied the Lord. But you know what? Peter was restored, wasn't he? And Peter stood up and began to preach. He preached Jesus Christ and the cross to him. He stepped in to that. Peter became that witness he'd wanted to. Because you remember Jesus said, Satan desires to sift you. He said, Peter, you're getting ready to go through some stuff. And he did. He denied the Lord. And you know the, you know how we feel when we know we've sinned, when we've just done something we know so wrong? Some of it takes a little while to get over. It's easy to say, Lord, forgive me. But some of it takes a little longer to get over that. But Peter began to, to preach. I want to go to verse 32 in that second chapter. This Jesus God raised up again, to which we are all witnesses. Therefore, having been exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, Jesus has been exalted to the right hand of God. He has received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit. He has poured forth this which you both see and hear. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know, all the house of Skytook, all the house of Ascension, know for certain that God has made him, that's Jesus, both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. He called him out on it. Listen, if God's made him Lord and Christ, we need to make him Lord and Christ. If you grew up like I did, uh, you heard Jesus preach just as a Savior. And he is our Savior. He is Savior. He saved mankind. But that's what I started out talking about. There's so much more than that. Than just knowing Him as Savior. He wants us to know Him as the Lord God Almighty. And He told them, this, You crucified this Jesus. Now when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brethren, what shall we do? That's a good question. We need to say, God, why isn't things working in my life like the Word of God says? Why, why am not I doing the things that Jesus did? Do you claim to be a disciple? Amen or oh me? Come on, it's a good place to amen. What shall we do? Acts 2.38 is a great verse. You need to have it marked. Jesus said to them, Repent, each of you, and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will what? Receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. When you get saved, when you get baptized, you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You've received Jesus as your Lord. You receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Verse 41 says, Then those who had received His word were baptized. 
And that day, there were added 3,000 people to their group. Acts 10.44, I'm not going to go into that this morning, but that's where Peter had a vision. This vision came down and it had the unclean animals in it. And the Lord told him to rise and eat. And he said, I've never eaten anything unclean according to the Jewish law. And he said, don't call something unclean that I've made. And he realized he was talking about the Gentiles. Cornelius has had this vision, had sent for Peter. He goes to Cornelius' house. And the same thing happened in Cornelius' house. As Peter was preaching Jesus to him, all at once, the Holy Spirit came. He filled the room. They, they were prophesying. They were praying in tongues. They, the gifts of the Spirit were being exhibited. See, first to the Jews, the gifts were exhibited by the Holy Spirit. Then also to the Gentiles. Let me, let me read you this quote. It's not the baptism of the Holy Spirit that changes people, but the power of the ascended Christ coming into their lives through the Holy Spirit. We all too often separate the things that the New Testament never separates. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is not an experience apart from Jesus Christ. It is the evidence of the ascended Christ. The baptism of the Holy Spirit does not make you think of time or eternity. It is one amazing, glorious now. This is eternal life that you may know, may know Him. This is eternal life. The baptism of the Holy Spirit does not make you think a part of time or eternity. See, I, I believe, and, and let me say, I, I believe in all the gifts of God. I, we welcome them all. Those people could see, they said, they're, they're praying in a language, my native language. How do they know that? Let me tell you, they were the, under the influence of the Holy Spirit. They were under the influence of, of the Holy Spirit. That's God. That was the birth of the church. That's God doing, you know, a, a great work, a fresh work there of the Spirit in the things that he, only He can do. Lord, we just bless You and I thank You. Peace came at the first Passover knowing your sins are forgiven. That's where salvation comes. At salvation you should have peace. You're forgiven. But power to live the life comes through Pentecost. Power to be who God has called you to be. Why would He send power? He wouldn't send power if we didn't need power. Do we not need power? Is it not mission impossible trying to live the Christian life? It is apart from Him. And that's why I said to start with, you'll never reap what God says you can reap until you decide to lay your life down and let Him be Lord. If you're saved, when you die, I believe you go to you'll go to heaven. But 
Why live this life and not experience what God has for you? Why not? Every parent wants the best for their children. They want them to grow up in, in the right things. They want them to know how to live life. They want to help them escape some of the pitfalls maybe they got into. See, God sent His Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is one just like Jesus. If Jesus was here today, everybody would have been sitting on the front rows because you'd want to invite Him home to lunch with you. But He couldn't go home with all of us. But the Holy Spirit can. One just like Jesus that never leaves me, never forsakes me, that loves me even when I'm not lovable to anybody else, but he still loves me. That's why I say he loves us, warts, freckles, and all. He just loves us. What about this? See, according to that first chapter in verse 8, it says, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll be a witness. Now here, you can tell if you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Are you a witness? Jerusalem, Judea, the uttermost parts of the earth? Well, that's Skytook, Osage County, Oklahoma, and then the uttermost parts of the earth. Your witness is to be not just in here today. It's wherever you go. It's as you go. Be a disciple. I don't witness to everybody I see. I like to. A lot of them I'll ask them something or bless them. There's some people, you know it's not the, maybe the right time. But, you know, I guess he said Jerusalem first because the hardest place to witness is at home. We have to start where we're at. See, we want to go off and nobody knows us and we're pretty brave. They don't know our junk. He said, just start where you're at. If it doesn't work there, it won't work somewhere else. If you won't stand up for me there, you won't stand up for me somewhere else. That's why I said, Lord, I need you as much today as I've ever needed you. That baby something goes wrong that baby back there it'll cry out it just says mama a young child just says mama we just need to have that same thought about God instead of being fearful we just need to say Lord you know you know we're there you can be filled with the spirit you can receive the gifts of God I believe if you want a prayer language most people get one but I do not believe, and you can't make the Bible say exactly that you have to speak in tongues to be filled with the Spirit. I know lots of people that are filled with the Spirit that don't have a prayer language. What about the Spirit? Is the Spirit of God working in you? Do you want the Spirit of God to lead you and guide you? See, it's a process. That's why Dwight L. Moody said, as I told you a while ago, he needed a fresh feeling every day. 
We just need Jesus every day. You know how to tell if you're filled with the Spirit? You want to be holy. You, you want to be a servant of God. You'll have time to pray. You'll have time to spend time with God. You'll want to. Because you know what? The Holy Spirit will want to do that. Do you think the Holy Spirit will come and live within you? And I just read you a verse that said when you're saved and baptized, He comes. That He'll live it within you and not make you holy? Well, He will if you want to go with Him. And you know, He'll get you to a place where you don't have to ask God every question. You'll just know. And if you're about to make the wrong turn, you'll just... Something doesn't feel about this. I believe I won't do that. And that's just His Spirit just checking you. He will guide us. He will lead us. The Word of God will come alive. God will do everything He said He would do. He said, now I've died so you can have life. And if you want to have this life, you come and die and this resurrection life, that's right, isn't it, Virginia? Sister Virginia, she knows. What about that? That's a, it, the Holy Spirit's not like buying a new car with one ad on. No, I don't want... But you know what? A lot of the church are kind of that way. I, we don't need this Holy Spirit thing. No, I'm telling you, we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. We need to allow Jesus to be everything... That he said he is. See, there's a difference between law and grace. The first Pentecost, 3,000 died because they'd violated God's commandments. This Pentecost, there were 3,000 saved. That's grace. That's God's goodness. Just because, oh, they heard the gospel for the first time and said, What must I do to be saved? And they responded, and 3,000 got saved. That's a difference in law and grace. But that doesn't mean that we don't need the Old Testament. We need all of God's Word. Romans 14, 17. I started off with that. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it's righteousness, peace, and the Holy Spirit of God. And I like 1 Corinthians 4, 20. The kingdom of God is not in words. There's some people who can just talk all day. The kingdom of God is not in words, but it's in power. Say power. That's what's wrong with the church today. That's what's wrong in my life. Lord, we need more of your power. We give our lives to you. We want to walk in that power. Then you get back to Matthew 6, 33. says, just seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's what he's talking about. This is about kingdom living, about making Jesus Lord, maybe you're here today and you've not been born again. <clears throat> you come, you can leave here knowing your sins are forgiven and your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. Now what about being filled with the Spirit? Or receiving a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit? Maybe you've leaked, maybe you've never really been filled with the Holy Spirit. I've told you my story. 
I was in my early 30s. <clears throat> we went to a revival here in Skytook. And this guy preached out of Ephesians chapter 5, I think, all time. <clears throat> and the book of Ephesians is written to a church. So it wasn't just written to the lost people. But he said, this is the will of God to be filled with the Spirit. He was telling the people in the church of Ephesus they need to be filled with the Spirit. Listen, if they need to be filled, we need to be filled. And that's where my life got changed. Lord, we just bring this to you today. I bring every need that's here today. Lord, I know it's your will that we all know you. I know it's your will that we be filled with your Spirit so we can see and hear those things that I hadn't seen, near hadn't heard. That we can know we're forgiven. And Lord, there's strongholds in here of guilt and shame, other addictions, lust, greed. Those things will die if you'll come to the cross. You've got to come back to the cross. Bring it back to the cross. And don't wait till tomorrow. You'll not do it if you don't deal with it today. See, in your soul, your mind, will, and emotion, your will makes the choice, and your will is agreeing with what I'm saying. The will always agrees with the Word of God, but your flesh battles that. See, that your spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's 1 Thessalonians 5.23. That's what he wants us right with him in every area of our life. Holy Spirit, just thank you. Whatever your need is today. Lord, Holy Spirit, you heal people. You show them what they need. Show me what I need. Lord, we are led by you. We decree your lordship over us. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus. Lord, your word's based on that. That we have your written word of what you said. And Lord, I bring this to you today. Let's just stand. Where are you at in this process today? I know you've been to church. I know you've heard the gospel. But has your life ever really changed? Do you want it to change? Do you, or you believe in there could, there is more? Just come to the Lord this morning. We'll just break this. Just come. Come come to the front. Come get filled with your Spirit. Come let the Holy Spirit fill you. His Spirit's what we need, Lord. Jesus said, if you'll come and confess me before men, that's what's coming to the front's about. If you'll confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father. And I sure want Jesus to say that I've confessed him before people. We bless you, Lord.
We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bow to you. Listen, there's going to be more in heaven than this when we stand before the judgment seat of God. Everybody's going to hear. Let's get it. If we deal with it here, we won't hear it there. When you confess something, He takes His sin away from you as far as the east is from the west. We bless you, Lord. The cross is a place of death. Jesus died so we can have life. We bless you, Lord. Church, pray. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you. I'm glad you're here. I love you. I want God's best for you. If there's anything Dixie and I have learned along the way, we want to show you how we've walked through things. And I've failed a lot of tests, but I'm forgiven. I've been restored. We bless you. You get filled with your spirit, you'll quit doing the things you obviously know are wrong. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Bless the Lord. Just come get a fresh touch. Don't you want more of Him? Just come line up here and let us pray for you. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Come join me. Angie and Rob, anybody else want a fresh touch? Just come. We all need more of Him. Amen. James and Sandy are missionaries in Sky Two. Lord, we come to you this morning. Don't leave saying, I wish I would have dealt with things this morning. I wish I'd let Jesus do these things in me. Just come.
He's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all, isn't he? Richard, why don't you and the girls come join us up here and we'll pray for over you this morning. 
Cassidy's come as a candidate for baptism, saying she's already been saved that they prayed for her this morning. So she goes to a Christian school also. So I'm proud of you. What God's doing in your life. Any other words this morning? God say anything to you? Most of you got pretty quiet on me. I know that. God's good, isn't he? Listen, this is a family gathering. It's what it's about. I want us to come and surround them. Now, Debbie's not here to sing the song, so Judy, you'll have to lead the song. <coughs> As a mountain surrounds you. I read that scripture this morning. I was really thinking about that. We surround them as a family. See, we're all part. Come on. I think there's some other words could be given in here this morning if God said something you want to share. Can you do that or should we just yeah, try it? I can. I've got a word. Judy's going to start it. Lord, we bless them this morning. Holy Spirit, have your way in Cassidy's life. Thank you for the gifts and the plans and purposes that you have for her life, Lord. We just cover her in your name. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We need a teacher for that age group. Any other words? Dixie's got a word, I think. First Thessalonians five, sixteen through eighteen. Rejoice always, pray constantly, and give thanks in everything, for this is God's will in Christ Jesus. Well, when we were talking about the presence of the Lord, I thought of the Psalm. This is King David, Psalm 16, 8. He said, I'm always aware of the Lord's presence and nothing can shake me. So that's a good psalm to remember. Any others? Brooklyn, you're pretty quiet. How much, how much longer are you going to be down here? Oh, okay. Well, you're here another few days then. Well, good. Good. Just good to get quiet in the Lord's presence. Angie, you got anything? 
Lord, we just thank you now that you would meet with us. The Lord came down. You remember Catherine talking about that. That's what happens. When the Lord comes down, we sense his presence. Holy Spirit, you've come down. And Lord, we don't want just a visitation. We want you to make a habitation in each of us, Lord. I speak blessings over everyone. Lord, thank you. Lord, I thank you for the offerings today. I pray over the offerings. Lord, that you'll multiply those back. A hundredfold. Lord, that you'll meet every need that's here, spirit, soul, and body. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Just don't